Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Not much. I actually went to church for the first time in a long time this morning. You know, I'm trying to like find my inner peace again. Why did you go to church? Be honest. (laughs) The honest reason is because we want to explore what an Armenian church was like. And it's a wild time. There were zero words in English. So I sat there most of the time just wildly confused. That's that's acceptable. I was like, if you really went to church this morning to find yourself, I was like, I don't know if you are fit to be doing like, this right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, if there has been a call for help, it is that. But, you know, <laughs> I actually haven't been to church um, in like 10 years. 11 years, maybe. So oh. sorry god but um i've been doing good i just moved my things into my apartment in philly and that was chill caught up with some friends ate some of their food had my friends move my furniture in for me it was pretty great felt kind of like a king um but yeah we're really excited for today's interview where we will be interviewing george riley over a cup of earl gray tea Great, let's jump into it. So for this week's episode, we chose Earl Grey tea, which is actually really surprising that we haven't chosen it before um, because I feel like it is like top three most common teas, I feel like always in competition with just, you know, the plain black tea. Um, But actually, I used to love Earl Grey because this girl in my fifth grade class would always bring like Earl Grey to school. And she would pour like literally like a cup of sugar into it. And she would like share it with me. And oh my God, it just tastes so good. But then later when I was older and I drank it without the sugar, it kind of just tasted like liquid perfume. You know what I mean? Sometimes Earl Grey has that taste. So I was honestly a bit conflicted at first about my relationship with Earl Grey. But (laughs) now my taste buds are mature (laughs) and I like to sip on it um, when I feel rich and fancy. What about you, Sam? I didn't really have a relationship with Earl Grey tea before this summer, but the office that I'm working in is really, really cold at all times. And the best way to get over that coldness is with a hot drink. And um, if I drink more than one cup of coffee in a day, my brain just starts like bouncing off the sides of my head. Um, So I've just been having like six to seven cups of Earl Grey tea per day. It like keeps me a little, <laughs> a little caffeine buzz. Well, I'm glad that you're drinking your Earl Grey in good old America. But <laughs> actually, this drink is perfect for today's episode because we are interviewing London-based singer, songwriter, um, George Riley. If you guys haven't heard about George Riley, you better you better get caught up because George Riley is this amazing not only soul singer but also law student. Talk about girl boss, not ironically. Um, 
but she is just amazing. And she just released Interest Rates, a tape, which is just this amazing mixtape that she came out with. And before that, she came out with her single Cleanse Me. And a lot of her work deals with not only, you know, her personal life, but also um, activism, specifically climate activism. She talks a lot about on Cleanse Me. And um, yeah, George Riley is just so just awesome, illuminating figure. And we're just so excited to talk to her. Uh, Yeah, I would definitely check out the singles if you haven't, because they demonstrate the whole variety of things that she does so amazingly. Um, And her music will like get you up dancing. It'll have you in your feels. But most importantly, it's just offering a different sound to the type of music I feel like we normally hear. I think like kind of the the neo-soul like R&B type vibe can be dominated by, by like kind of elders in the genre a lot. And it's awesome to see somebody young coming in and adding their own flavor to it. Um, so Teresa, should we call her up right now? Yeah, let's call her up. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? I'm really, really hungover. <laughs> oh, my God. We're basically hungover because it's 730 in the morning. Oh, so really? I feel like we're all giving sleepy, you I know, know, sleepy energy. <laughs> you do anything fun yesterday um yeah it was my friends um a couple of my friends birthday I had like a bit of a party at the studio as you should did you like um drink water and stuff before bed or was it just like yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, it was, um pride in new york yesterday so sick. yeah and we're both we're both New York based, so. Oh, wicked! How much yeah. did you guys do? I actually just like hung out with some friends like uptown. But I think Teresa, you actually went to the parade. Yeah, I went to the parade, but me and Sam went out the night before that, so I was hungover yesterday. Yes. And you know, I need it's like, I know. I don't feel bad that we've been in a pandemic for like a year. Like, <laughs> this is like the first weekend where I've like actually went ham. I'm just right. Like, Right. Very, very. <laughs> but thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. We really love the new tape. Um, it's honestly so good. I'm so excited to ask you questions about it. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, of course. Maybe we could just start with getting a little background on you. How did you start making music? I always sung and loved to sing. And um, I've been making music with people, my friends at school and at uni. And um, I think it just, I think it just took me, it took me a while to like figure out what kind of space I wanted to be in, what kind of music I wanted to make because my voice is quite soulful and so, and there's a lot of like that soulful education, like Sade, Erica, Jill Scott, Floetry, like all those people that I love and a part of my, yes, music education. Um, but then I was like, mm, I don't know, I don't really, I don't really feel like that's my like direction necessarily. And then um, 
I had met Oliver, who's produced the project that just came out. And um, yeah, it was just a vibe. I was just like, yes, this mm-hmm. is it. And just kind of being in a bit more of a electronic space, I guess. Like I love dance music as well. You could probably hear that in there. So it was cool to, yeah, just get to explore a bit different soundscapes. Sorry, that was a bit of a rambling <laughs> answer. No, like that totally makes sense. And like, we also just wanted to ask, I guess, no matter what type of sound you end up on, what do you think is most important to you in your music um, that you want to make sure like comes through for people? Um, I don't know. I always um, think having fun. Definitely, I just want to enjoy it. I just want to make sure that I'm always having fun and being honest, I think. Honest expression, whatever that is, however that comes out. As much as, like, obviously I care what other people, you know, I care that other people enjoy it and get enjoyment from it, but ultimately I do it because it feels really good. It's, like, such a release. It's, like, therapy. So I just want to make sure... It feels good for me. I'm being honest with myself. And I guess you can just, yeah, only hope that the outcome is a good one. Yeah. And you kind of talked a bit about what you thought your influence or who some of your early influences were. But I think listening to the project um, and the single is like what immediately grabbed me was like the kind of like less common influences than you would normally hear on like kind of a more soul oriented record. And I was wondering who are some of those like drum and bass or dance influences that really um, pushed you to explore those sounds? Mm. There's some UK like, like dance, like 90s stuff that is just like so part of our like cultural heritage here, like Soul to Soul, Goldie, um, who else? Like just that kind of like era of like funky house also, like, 90s um oh my mind is blanking but of, of recently also like Kalela's like a huge influence like just when she came out with Cut For Me that album I was like oh my god I don't know you could do this that was like really revolutionary listening for me when that came out yeah, and like delving more into the tracks we both really love the layering that you did on your eyes and we were just wondering, like, how do you know when the right moments are to layer and like when to just leave like a vocal clean as it is? Um, that is a good question. I don't know. I, I think I always love to layer because I always just love to, I, I think like the human voice also, like the more that you build up with tracks, like even there's a lot of parts where you probably can't tell it's my voice that we've like put into like, the sounds that have like created more of the on the production side. Um, it just adds like kind of tech human texture that just like you can't really emulate. Um, but with your eyes, there was like, I remember the there's some harmonies that we put in right at the end that really made the track come together. There's like, how does it go? <sighs> I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do it. But anyway, yeah, those like kind of background bits, I feel like they just add so much. And I'm always just like, 
more and more and more and more. But then on Cleanse Me, there's like some thing, it's like quite minimal and there's like some lines in there, which I don't know, that that was like a one one take, like freestyle. And we literally were just like, oh, okay, cool, that's done. That was, you know, something you only just, sometimes you just know. Yeah, and I was wondering, I think there's because of the like mix of sounds on this project, there were a lot of moments that I think I'd like really never heard anyone do something like that before. And I was wondering when you heard like some of this stuff back for the first time, were you ever like insecure about like, oh, can't is this how it's supposed to sound? Or did you always know like I don't, I don't know. I'm always flipping between like this is sick. <laughs> And then I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like I'm terrible and like it's awful. Um, but no, a lot of the time I will say, like, I've been sitting on this music for like three years, some of it. So I'll just be like on my headphones, like, yes, yes, I love it. But like, but then also when you live with music for that long that you make, you kind of go in between, I don't know, it's like some days I'll be loving this and then I'll be hating it. Um, I don't know. I think though, with just the like there's like a lot of it doesn't really have like a a b structure like some music does and that a lot of, a lot is in part because i haven't had any musical training like i did i went to like i went, well, I went to musical theater school like on the weekends but i didn't like i haven't studied music i haven't like had that kind of musical training in the same way which i actually think has been big benefit um for me because it means that you do end up doing things that are not straight down the line I guess and people be like oh was that like you know did, was that like a choice did you mean to do that like no like <laughs> kind of on that note we heard that you study law as well how do you balance everything that you're doing in life I don't I don't <laughs> <laughs> um I think uh, I, yeah, I started doing this law conversion during the pandemic and yeah, it's a lot of work. I think I had tried to be doing like both at the same time and I realised I need to just do like, okay, now is law, now is music time. But obviously the music is really fun, so I want to be doing that all the time. And law is, well, I don't know if I'd say it was fun. It's like really interesting, but it's just like really dense extremely dense but no I'm really happy to be doing it and I think it's good to have quite juxtaposed influences and different kinds of people in your life different kinds of you know shit going on that makes you know the world a lot more interesting place to yeah and sort of like with all these things going on why did you decide to like release the project now as opposed to like earlier or holding on a little bit later wasn't ready I wasn't ready. Um, I think it's been quite natural, like it's been quite organic, like how it's come to fruition, finishing it. And yeah, I guess it just took, it's just taken a long time to make this music. But I mean, I wouldn't have had it any other way, I don't think. Um, and in a way, this pandemic, I have to stay grateful for the lessons I've learned during it and just the space and time that I've been granted to grow in this period. Like as a 
new artist, I guess. And is there a reason that you chose to release it as a tape rather than an album or are they kind of interchangeable to you? No, I think that this is, this speaks to like a period in my life and it's kind of like a playlist almost. I feel that the sounds are very cohesive, but also there's a lot of difference. There's a lot of genres and there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, I, yeah, I think it just, I think it just speaks to a moment and a time and I, I didn't, yeah, I don't think it's, it's not an album. It's a, a collage. And uh, can you tell us a little bit just about like the title of the album, Interest Rates, and why, where that came from? This is a bit random. I was, <laughs> I was reading this book um, by this guy, Yanis something. He was like Greek finance minister. <laughs> I'm such a dork. I was such a dork. I was just thinking about how our economy is a pyramid scheme. And um, there's a lot of songs about um, my, like, love and relationships in there and, like, interests, I don't know, going up and down as time progresses on. And a lot of what I talk about also has a lot to do with desirability and capitalism and, I don't know, confer any meaning from, from that. I was reading this book, I was like, yeah, yeah, it rhymes, I don't know. <laughs> That's actually so funny because I was like kind of getting that vibe, but I was like, there's no way. <laughs> there is a way, I guess. Um, and you have some really dope collaborations on the album. Can you talk about what it was like to collaborate with them? And I don't know when they were recorded, but if they recorded in the last like year and a half, like what it was even like to mm. not get to go in person as much. So um, Joe um, and Jonesy, um is featured on Say Yes, but he also plays on Fantasy, he's on No Certainty, and just bits and bobs throughout the project. He is a good friend of mine and Oliver, lives with Oliver, and has been like quite a, I don't know, he's just like incredulous musician and has been like a part of our, it's just very, very organic. Like we're just there, we're just chilling, we're just, we're just like, and Joe's like, oh yeah, I mean, just like, I was like, I was like yes. I mean, say say yes. I remember actually, we were sitting. It was like it was like last summer. I was about to go home. We were literally just chilling. I had like laid down. It was it was that was literally a, like freestyle bit also. And I remember, well, yeah, I remember it was a really sunny day and Joe was just playing and all he was doing his thing. And then I went home and I was like, yes, I'm gonna say yes. Um, and then I didn't think about that song. At all, and then and then and then I was like, and then they actually did some stuff to me. I was like, oh, actually, no, this is it. Lex, we had made dreams, and was just like, Lex would be sick on this. This is and like me and Oliver also like we're just like big fans of hers. Like she's so sick, and she's like a friend of ours in the like community of like artists and musicians that we're in, and. Like John Dunn, something on the track, she's like, Yes, I love it. She actually laid down the vocal at home, sent it to us. We were like, Bang, bang, amazing. Maria is a harpist, she's playing on Cleanse Me. That's like that, like, that is some live harp. 
and um, I think that was last summer as well, actually. And yeah, again, that song is, she's very like ethereal kind of person also. So we made that, we were like, we need to get Maria on this. There's one more um, Hey, How Are You, that interlude track. Our friend Jeff laid down the chords for that. And again, that was just, a lot of it is just like, we're just literally chilling and then we're just like, smoking, someone's doing that, just like, yes, I love it. And then ends up being something that we love and want to put on project to do a bit more with definitely and when you talk about like freestyling a verse is that like something that you freestyle and then you go back and record it or are we hearing those freestyles on the album um dreams is an original take and i think so is hey how are you money was like a five minute song also, but we went and re I went and re-recorded that because we wanted a bit more energy. Um, but yeah, sometimes a lot of stuff we'll do. I'll be on an SM and I think there's kind of like a immediacy that you can capture with that, that microphone. There's just like, a, you're just in the moment and it's like a vibe. So sometimes you'll go to try and re-record something and you just can't get that same energy that you would have that you had at that moment when it was like, it's all happening. So sometimes you just got to leave on there. And also throughout the album, we heard that you sing over some more like unconventional instrumental backings, like you said, with the drum and the bass. And we were just wondering, was it difficult to get a handle on those songs and sing over those type of um, backings? Um, no, not really, because I just love it. And um, it just comes quite naturally, I guess. I just am like, the dance. I've got like dreams to play raves, 100%. Like, I remember when I was like, I don't know, this is going back a while, but like just being in the club and like, and like, I don't know what was happened, but I just ended up on stage being like, yes. And I just like, yeah, want to do that with my own music, 100%. But it will happen. It will come. Yeah. And no, I mean, I can definitely hear that in the music. So <laughs> I'm sure you'll be there very soon. Um, <laughs> And another thing we want to talk about is the visuals, because on every track off this album, you have some awesome, awesome visuals to go with them. So first, can we talk about the video for Power? How did that concept come together? And are you happy with the result? Yeah, so um, I have to give all credit where it's due to Jovial, who is my friend who directed the video. Um, also a musician, the music. Go check it out. Incredulous. And... Yeah, it was sick because I kind of came with the song and the song is like, um, I just thought it was quite tongue in cheek anyway. I hadn't really meant anything too serious by it. Someone had pissed me off, as you can probably imagine. And like, that was how that, that song came about. So when Jovi came with the, and, and we have spoken a bit about like desirability, pick me culture and like, the need to divest from that. And they came with um, this, the idea to have this like, just really fun, like influencer character um, who, you know, thinks they can manifest hotness with their sage and shit and it all ends up going wrong. Someone's purple demon who murders them, da da da. It's like, what, you know, what is the dark side? What can really go wrong when, you know, we're in this internet space? And I think that is a lot of like, 
that informs a lot of what I do, like just thinking of, because I am not, I'm not really that internet. I'm like quite confused on the internet a lot of the time. And um, thinking about how that impacts me and my peers, like is something I, yeah, just something that I deep a lot of the time. So yeah, it was sick to get to show that more funny side. And I think like a lot of things, a lot of like press videos, I know it's all like, I'm hot, I'm hot. It's like, it was boring. Like, I don't know, it's, I, it was just, it was just really fun to like get to just, just, yeah, have some, have some fun with it. Just in general, how important are that visual aspect to your music and what do you think it adds, especially for you having more like abstract visuals what does that add to your music um, that it wouldn't be standalone? Um, I think it's really important because it's about creating that world and building context, having context around the music um, that we make. I think that also it's just a really fun opportunity to get to work with my friends who are all like, amazing artists and that's why I've been able to make really cool stuff is that the people that I've worked with know me and understand me and we have like a really good like chemistry anyway and they're also I, I don't know I just want to work with people who I'm just like okay cool you do your thing you know I'm not I'm not really I wouldn't say I'm that visually minded actually like I know what I like but I, I'm definitely not the person like coming up with the cool ideas. I just know how to pick them. <laughs> and I know this is one of the first times that you're putting out like a big body of work like this into the world. What are you most proud of with this project? I think, oh, I don't know, actually. I think maybe my resilience, like I think trying to do this and being independent there's so many hurdles and there's so much like red tape kind of. I think I'm just proud of my mind and this body and <laughs> be able to carry it through. It's a lot of emotional labor to like make the music and then this other part of putting it out, which is basically just a whole other job in itself, which I didn't really know I was signing up for. Um, Turns out, yeah, there's a lot of work. So, and also um, I'm really just grateful to the community of like friends, artists, musicians, creatives that are around me who've supported me over this time because I think it's just like so, I don't know. I don't really know how people would do it without it basically. So all my love to the room studios also where it's just like, are people's who've just helped so much. Just not even like um, tangibly, it's just like being there and having old, having some older people also who've like been through all this, putting things out, whatever, just to talk to and to have your back. No, yeah, it's definitely really important. Um, and just like, with stuff reopening, have you gotten the chance to like perform at all lately? And how's that been? Yeah, I had a show actually last week, which was a bit weird. It was like, 
it was at this quite iconic venue in um, central London in Soho. Uh, but it was kind of like, well, it was a seated show, obviously, because of COVID. Oh, in, the, in, in London, everything's not like 100% open, so we can't have like standing shows yet. Um, so, yeah, it's odd to have an audience that you can't like fully communicate with through that medium of movement and dance and get get that kind of emotion back from them in the same way that um, I would have done before. But um, yeah, it was really fun to get to perform again. And I'm, yeah, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to doing it again. I've got a couple of festivals this summer. So I'm like, yeah, looking forward to that. Awesome. And hopefully things will just get more normal as a summer. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Who knows? He's open in New York, though, isn't it? It's basically normal. It's kind of wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything, everything here is like, well, if it is, it's like it's illegal. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff happening, but it's like. Yeah, yeah. Here, it's everything's happening, and it seems like it's COVID's gone. So hopefully, it stays that way. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. And last question from us, uh, what direction do you see your music driving in the future? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I'm making lots of stuff now. I'm just like trying lots of things out. Um, you can expect some more weird sounds and um, great vocals. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much for having me, guys. Good luck on your hangover. Thank you. Like an egg and cheese or something. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to get out to New York. Oh, my God. We'll be there if you're here. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll talk to you soon. Love, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know George Riley and check out her mixtape, Interest Rates, a Tape. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com, or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. See you next week.